For all of you who listen to Mackie Second Floor Studios Presents Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. I wish I were a fish. Fish have a better life than people. Episode 21. Woo! This podcast can drink, boys. (sighs) Wow. Who's a sponsor this week, Kyle? Ooh. I wish it was uh, Natty Light. That'd be cool. <laughs> Bud Light them? Lime. Oh, no. Tweet tweet at Natty Light, whoever makes it. Grab life by the stones. <laughs> is, that, is that Keystone? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You see they got Bud Light Orange now? People love that, apparently. Really? That's they were good. trying to sell it to me down for my birthday in Kentucky, and I said, fuck no. Yeah, no thanks. Oh, yeah. So you did just have a big old birthday. 3-0, guys. The 3-0. Wow, you're like a youngster. I'm like way older. Jamie's really old. I'm actually, actually 56 years old. See, I would have guessed 58, but okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> more mature. I sound more mature than my years. Oh, man. So you went down to what I would consider heaven on earth. Yeah, I was originally going to go to Toronto, and when I checked the weather- as thunderstorms, I was like, well, screw that. Let's go to Lake Cumberland. I don't know why I didn't think about that in the first place. So we went down there, got a place, did some boating, did some drinking, did a lot of eating too. I feel like it's actually the real The real story is that you were so disappointed in the raptors getting destroyed by the calves. You were like, I can't. I just can't. I'm so disappointed in you. What are calves and raptors? That's the NBA <laughs> basketball playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys are such nerds. <laughs> no, Zach asked me the other night if I was watching the Cavs game. I know. So and you're like, is that a is that a Cavs Raptors? Is that a Dungeons and Dragons different booklet, or what are we talking about here? No, I am aware that the Cavs are, have been getting their asses kicked. So, oh yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. And yeah, in this series, uh, very different story. Very different. Go story. Celtics. Jamie's from out east, so yep. that's his team. He's like the one guy in the state rooting for the Celtics. Yep, I got my my Ricky Buckets jersey at home that I they put on. No one even knows who that is because uh, it was a player that I got the jersey of, and he was traded like a month later, and I was really sad. I was like a child. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, but why, Ricky Buckets? And your parents have got you this jersey. No, I bought it myself. <laughs> oh, okay. I was at a game. I was like, Paul Pierce. <laughs> We're trading Paul Pierce. I need to get this Ricky Buckets jersey. And of course, Paul Pierce went on to be on our team like forever. And Ricky Buckets was traded immediately and was a terrible player. <laughs> but you've got the jersey, man. I do. That's what's awesome. I've got a thirty-year-old uh, Boston Celtics shirt I wear all the time. My mom's from Boston, so. If uh, if the Cavs have to lose to somebody, it's probably Boston. So I can still rep some uh, some gear in a few a weeks nice, here. I have a nice white t shirt that I like to wear sometimes. Good, oh. that's cool. It's very wow. nice. Is it like an undershirt or is it just you know like a normal shirt? It's a normal white t shirt that you could wear as an undershirt, but I choose not to. Oh, you're breaking the uh, the norm. There's there's a few bars that won't let you in if you're wearing a plain white <laughs> tee. So yeah, there is. <laughs> There's some inconvenience of wearing a nice white t-shirt like that. Yeah. 
It's just we it's ask why. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> Straight into it. Yeah. Forget that story. We're not we asking could why. That. We could use that siren. <laughs> I was debating earlier, but <laughs> now's the time. We'll let the story play out. All right, that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> what began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. Zach, you seem pretty enthusiastic about this movie. You want to tell everybody what movie we had the pleasure of watching this week? Oh, man. This movie had fish. This movie had cartoons. This movie had, like, I think, like a love triangle. That movie's Top Gun. So, it's a great movie. (laughs) It's a great movie. Well, Top Gun's back, I guess. (laughs) The Incredible (laughs) Mr. Limpet. Uh, It was released in 1964, uh, which some people might remember as the 60s. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It's the incredible Mr. Limp Dick. Am I right? Uh, I, okay, I, the incredible Mr. Terrible Limp pun. Starring Fred Durst. <laughs> terrible pun. Go. I, I got to mention while, while we're pulling puns, I didn't catch it a couple weeks ago. It would have been, what episode would that have been? Operation Petticoat. I was talking about a, a sub double play. Yeah. Pew, and, pew, pew. and Kyle said, wow, that was very subtle. Yeah, he did. He said, and he, that was he, the yeah, most purpose, subtle yeah. pun of all. And I didn't even pick up on it. It was a subtle. It was pun. so subtle, but I didn't. Dude, even... That's what I'm that all about. That needs to be our T-shirt right there. That's great. There's something there. There's something subtle pun. <laughs> subtle pun, and on the back it just says "shirt." Subtle pun. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At least a bumper sticker. All right, incredible, Mr. Limpet, starring the one, the only Tom Cruise, Donathan Knotts. <laughs> that's right, Don Knotts. And uh, yeah, so he was a huge star. This was start of or part of a five movie um, contract he had signed. One of the many, one of the few movies he did uh, after or part of the contract that took him off of uh, Andy Griffith's show. So oh. he'd been on the Andy Griffith show. He left that thinking the series was going to end and he started this contract to make five movies, I think. And this was one of those five. I thought you were going to start that with this was the first of a five movie contract for Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lambert. Lambert. <laughs> no, 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 this is four more of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down for that. Yeah. No, but although this was directed and produced by the guy who did the Francis the, the Mule, Talking Mule, and there were like 20 of those movies. He just kept on churning those out. There were a lot of Francis Talking Mule films. Hey, we still might so get anyways, a scene. We still might get a sequel for this movie. We could. That question could. mark. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So <clears throat> the story begins September 1941. It's actually before the US was in the war, war World War II. Uh, but we have a bookkeeper uh, by the name of Henry Limpet, played by Don Knotts, uh, who dreams of being in uh, the Navy. He really wants to contribute to what would be the uh, war effort if they were to enter the war. And he kind of sees a boat being launched and imagines himself being an officer at the at the wheel. And of course, all the women who are working in the company that he works at are all like laughing at him 
Cause like yep. what a buffoon. Right. Yeah. Um, and he, basically it's, it's popular by women because a lot of men at that point had already, uh, joined the army or Navy and he just has failed multiple times of getting, um, through the process. So he's classified for F because of his eyesight and because mm-hmm. he has an equilibrium problem as he says a couple times Yes, and he, does. he cannot qualify for actually getting into the Navy. And one of his co-workers is talking to him. It's like, everybody can't be a hero, Mr. Limpet. We need men like you at home, too. Why? Well, to give to the blood bank, of course. Well, they, they don't want my blood either. Well, the, there's always your job here at the office. Miss Barnes, my job here isn't that important. I mean, they, they could hire almost anybody to replace me. Well, anyway, I, I'm sure your wife will be happy to know you'll never be called. Well, I hope so. But Bessie's very patriotic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is, this is the Don Knotts I love right here. Yeah. He's, just... He's like, I'm a giant piece of shit, okay? <laughs> I understand that. I recognize that. Like, get out of my face because I suck. Yeah. And then... Of course, you know, we get his other personality, other than being completely useless and a garbage person, we get his other characteristic, which is uh, a woman screams, oh, what does she find? She finds a fish in the uh, water cooler. Mm-hmm. Cool. Great like, fish. That's my fish. It was a great yeah. fish. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, that's mine, which is, it's just bad. That's just bad office, uh, you know, being a good office mate. Like, you can't put a fish into a water thing. Like, who wants to eat, drink that water anymore yeah fish piss your fish is pooping all up in that thing yeah Ugh. that's when i turned it off um <laughs> <laughs> didn't watch the rest of this this film. would never happen in my office no turn this off <laughs> this is unbelievable movie magic is gone um so anyways he gets a call, also gets a call from his wife and his wife sounds uh it's kind of funny she sounds awful uh in this first part and he, she's like did you make it and he's like i'm classified 4f you didn't make it again and then she she's like do you know who stopped by george stickle and stickle. like oh man and you can see he really doesn't care for george all that much and it's like ah shit so they're, like, well they're kind of they're, they're friends friends. yeah yeah they're friends but they are as opposite as can be so yeah. it causes some strife it's like you Kyle with everybody I know right <laughs> and then her the wife's also like don't stop at that pet store again and he's like oh I won't and of course on his way home he stops by the pet store looks in he looks on uh you know kind of longingly at the fish oh boy would he want to be a fish yep uh, alas he's a human and so he ends up going home and there's George hiding behind the door. Yeah. And he's pretty braggadocious uh, with his new armbands. So he's been promoted. He's a machinist second class. And uh, he's kind of showing off a little bit, being a macho man, kind of telling of his different feats in war and like, oh man, so are you going to be joining up? Oh, I guess you are 4F. Uh, I was not. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, okay, whatever. But he's in his own world a little bit. He loves his fish. So he starts to take care of his fish tank. And his wife comes in and it's kind of like, George is here. It's so much fun. Let's go do something because fun. Because she's very like patriotic. Very patriotic, wants him to be in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And also kind of like wants to have fun. But yes. Don Knotts- but her, her idea of fun and his is different. So right. it was pretty funny <laughs> because George is like, hey, guys, let's all go out dancing. And Bessie's like, oh, yes, that'd be so great. Yeah. And uh, Henry is like, hey. You know, George, he's, uh, he's going to talk about the uh, mating habits of the shellfish. <laughs> it's a little risque. 
sort of for adults only, you know. <laughs> Uh, I'll just pass on that action, Henry. I got a weak heart. And this is a little foreshadowing, telling that he is not only interested, you know, in fish and owning fish, but sexually interested in fish, <laughs> which comes up later. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. That's <laughs> uh, actually most of this movie. <laughs> uh, so anyways, they decide actually in the end that they're going to go down to Coney Island instead. So, okay, we'll go down to Coney Island. Forget the lecture, forget dancing, but we, we're going to go to Coney Island and he also kind of bungles his his aquarium and spills water on the floor. So she also forces him to get rid of his big fish tank. Ultimatum. As well. Yeah. It's either me or that fish tank. And he hesitates for a while. <laughs> I thought yeah, we were just going to see him leave with the fish. <laughs> yeah, the I thought so too. I thought it was like, oh, this is where the end of uh, end of this. This is where he's like going to be kind of semi heartbroken, but has his fish, and then he's going to be turned into a fish. Nope. <laughs> he just he gives up his fish. They're heading to Coney Island, and they end up on the dock. And th this is a funny thing too. It's like you think about how this movie's written. A lot of it's these jokes for Don Knotts and all that stuff. But here is a moment where our main character is supposed to be transformed magically into a fish. Now, mm -hmm. how is he going to be magically transformed <laughs> into a fish? Normally, he like wishes on a wishing machine or finds a, a coin that looks real strange or he touches a meteorite that's fallen from the sky. Anything. What actually happens? Nobody really knows. Nope. He just falls off just the falls dock. falls into the water and turns into a fish. Yes. <laughs> like, what? Why? But I think right How? before it, he, I think he says like, oh, I wish. Oh, I oh, wish I, wish I, I were, were a fish. fish. But then. But it, wishes. Oh, and we do get from the song. They say like, you got to be careful what you wish for oh. because wishes might come true or something. I, I need something that like soundtrack. That. Something to that effect. <laughs> Oh, Kyle just, can insert it. The, we're just going to play the whole soundtrack as part of this episode, <laughs> At right? the end. <laughs> Are you looking for it right now online? I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyways, he turns into this fish and it's got glasses and everything. Uh, he's got actually very pe peculiar glasses. There are ones where it doesn't actually have it go behind the ears. It like pinches his nose instead. Mm -hmm. So it's very distinct glasses as well. And George being literally a hero like he's like, a, uh, like he's supposed to be kind of this character you're like oh what an asshole what a little what a dick kind of and then he like jumps in twice trying to find uh henry when he's fallen into the water yeah. and like nearly like he's like exhausted he's like i'm gonna go in again and jumps in i'm like oh this guy's actually like a good dude he's actually yeah. like a good guy because he's trying to also bang bessie oh he definitely wants to get in bessie pants yeah uh anyways so anyways, now he's a fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it was also kind of funny because they're like, well, Henry just drowned. And they're like, well, let's just go home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's kind of the end of that. And they're like, yeah. we got to get you home. She's going home. It's like, he's he's literally falling to the water. Five minutes later, they're both jetting. They're like, you know what? We really should just be heading home real yeah. quick. Uh, this ruined this trip. Thanks, Henry. Yeah. So he's he's swimming around. He's like, oh, I, I should be by Florida, which is crazy because they started in Brooklyn and you know Coney Island area. Mm -hmm. And he heads up to... Uh, uh, he heads up above the water and finds out that they've actually joined the war. So officially Pearl Harbor has happened and we have joined the war. That's like a little tidbit that you get in there. Yeah. But he also has like a bunch of random misadventures. Yeah. Like he gets chased by a shark. And then that's where he meets his new sidekick, Krusty. Oh, Krusty. Boy, boy. And he's a tough talking crustacean. If this was cast, if I cast this now, um, I'd cast you as Krusty. Oh, really? That'd yep. be nice. I think your voice would lend itself nicely to that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think I'd be Mr. Lippet. I could see it. I agree with that. Kyle's Kyle's a crusty person. I am yes. crusty. Yeah, yeah. 
I think we should just remake it. We'd have to make up two other sidekicks for Brom and Zach, and then a bottle of mustard sidekick for Mustard Man. It's a talking <laughs> bottle of mustard. No, the mustard could be um, pollution. In the yeah, I was gonna say it's it's a meditation on really global warming and and uh, the impact that humans have on the environment. Just go, like it. just go serious right now. All right. So, anyways, he gets absolutely berated by Krusty. He's yeah. like, "What are you doing to my cave? Like, get out of here!" He's a little hermit crab. Yeah, he's that's a pretty, pretty awesome. good impression, he's a, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a really good mustache. Mm-hmm. So I was instantly attached to him. Yeah, you were. He's like in love. Yes, yes. And all of a sudden, Krusty's like, "You got to get out of here." A shark shows up. Yep. Limpet uses. This sonic boom attack. He's like, or whatever it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And just knocks the shark away, like totally destroys that shark. That shark's Mm -hmm. dead. Yeah. And then, uh, what else? He kind of- He fights an octopus immediately. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. And And then he just takes Krusty and they go find a shipwreck. Yeah. And they end up in that shipwreck and they're kind of looking around. I was waiting for like the uh, animated dead bodies on that shipwreck because it was a ship that was destroyed by a U-boat. So clearly there'd be some dead bodies like just like floating around in there. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately they didn't animate that. I'm not sure why. I don't know. For the children's movie. should have. And then the next thing he sees is he sees a uh, a fish, another fish, kind of struggling with a fishing line. She's been caught. We don't. I guess we don't know yet that she's a she, but this fish has been caught. And he goes out and he snaps the line with his teeth, uh, his big human teeth. And mm-hmm. then what else? Uh, then is there sonic boom? He uses a sonic boom again, right? Saves them from something else, right? A barracuda. A barracuda start coming. Yeah, yeah. But this like, fish is smoking hot. Oh yeah. my god! I was looking at that fish. I was like. Who is that? Yeah. I am into that. I hope my wife doesn't walk in. I know. Yeah. I watched this think? on Saturday night and I had to go to confession on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had to pull a pillow over my lap real quick. I was like, oh. I thoroughly Hello. enjoyed everything. <laughs> <laughs> and she's basically like, uh, like I don't I don't have a name. I don't even know a concept of names. I was like, oh, I'll call you Ladyfish. And now I'm in love with you. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? And then there, she's like, you saved my life. Let's go to the spawning ground. And he's like, you. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. And then they, but then they f- swim around for a while being like, in love, fish in love. And I'm like, wait, are they going to fuck right now? It looked like it. It really did. Because they swim around for a real long time. And then she they gets the close song. to him. Oh my God. She's like, she's way into it. All over him. <laughs> oh man. I what's love- weird is that, he, what's weird is he's kind of into it too. Yeah. Like well, it's like, weird to think that he was a human five seconds ago yeah. and now he's like, ooh, check that out. And she makes that one line where she's just like, I just turned old enough to do this or something. Yeah. Yes. And he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, because he's like. Say, do you run off to those spawning grounds with every Tom, Dick and, 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 and fish that comes along? Oh no. See, up until now I've been too young. Yes, 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 of course, of course, I understand. Yeah. And so she's, uh, yeah, and so she's, uh, or he's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta tell you something, I gotta tell you something. I don't feel right about this, about, you know, boning a fish. It's not about boning a fish and the fact that I'm actually a human. It's actually that I have a wife and she's like, oh, I don't care about that. I'm a fish. I literally don't have a concept of a name. I don't know what you're talking about. Wife? Like, what is that? He's like, well, I have another lady fish. She's like, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. care. (laughs) Put put it inside me and let's spawn some babies. And he's like, that's real strange for a children's movie. But I'm into it as well Mm -hmm. because I'm way into fish all of a sudden and I'm in love with you somehow. (laughs) Um, Anyways. (laughs) Is this the part where- (laughs) Where he was trying to swim away, and all of a sudden, the a photograph of the wife's face flashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He keeps on seeing his wife, and he's like, "I can't do it. I can't do it." That was so funny to me. Yeah. So unexpected. So- Cracked me up. <laughs> so he kind of scares her off. 
but he's then he's feeling he's feeling kind of bad about it. So he tells Krusty like, "Watch out for her. Like, I, I tell her I love her. If you see her again, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go off and do my duty because he's still really into the idea of serving the Navy. So he finds this ship that's dropping depth charges. Depth charges. God, how many depth charges have we had? And like just over and over again. Yeah. And there's also a a German U boat. And it, well, there's also a German U boat that hears its thrum. That's one thing. Yep. So like it kind of, and they're able to communicate back to the Nazi homeland uh, that uh, there's this new kind of we- seemingly a weapon out there that makes this noise, and that'll mm-hmm. that'll come into play later. Uh, but anyways, with this boat, he kind of goes up and starts to talk to the talk to the boat. He's like, "Oh, you're you're shooting in the wrong area." He's kind of like screaming to them from the water. Yeah, they're yeah. like, "Who's out there?" Like, I don't know. I'm just yeah. a friend. Don't, don't shine a light on him. He doesn't want to show that he's a fish. He doesn't trust that they'd believe that a talking fish was helping them. Like, but who wouldn't believe that? Right. It only makes sense. A fish was talking to me. Yeah. I'd be like. You guys sense. would probably call a doctor for me and be like, have that guy committed. I'd probably call a doctor to uh, make sure you didn't fuck that fish because it was probably <laughs> real sexy and you were super into it. Yeah. Ayo. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, and anyway, so like he- Doctor, check this guy. Did he fuck a fish? <laughs> I can't tell. We don't have a test for that. Yeah. Don't have sexual transmitted diseases from fish? Nothing? Well, all right. Uh, and so he starts to talk to him on a microphone and he basically says like, you got to listen to my stuff. So they start listening to him and he helps them destroy this U-boat. They're oh, they just to, they like dead on crush this thing. And he's like, he comes up a backup on the sea and he's like, oh, you know, now you see I'm a friend and they're kind of shooting at him or they want to shun the light on him. They're shooting at him and stuff like that. And he's like, hey, didn't I just help you? Yeah. Like my one thing is like, you're not, no, don't shine a light on me, but like get George Dickel or Stickle. And he's yeah. like, Pickle? This, and that becomes a running gag. Oh my gosh. Just <laughs> Don Knotts voice is just so funny. Yeah. Like, get me George Stickle. Pickle? Not Pickle. Now Stickle. Pickle. <laughs> Stickle. You say you want to meet with somebody called Pickle? Not Pickle! Stickle! Machinist mate, second class, George Stickle! Um, and so then they, they end up getting them. They go back to the headquarters of the U.S. and they're basically like, we got a new secret weapon. I'm to- totes like, uh, you know, getting this together. Don't worry about it. It's going to be the best. And, uh, but we need this guy, this one guy, George Pickle. George Stickle? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Stickle Pickle, <laughs> How many times they do that? Even at the very end of the movie, very they're end still of the doing movie. it. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention there is a framing. <laughs> but anyways. <Yeah. laughs> and so, uh, he, uh, uh, they, they end up getting George out there. And George goes out in a, in a little lifeboat. And he basically, he gets to see He's Henry. nervous as hell. And this is weird. He played it kind of strange because he's nervous the whole time. And eventually he sees Henry and he gets, it proves that he's, he tells a bunch of stories about their life together. And, and these, like, these stories were very funny because they were all stories like. You remember how you used to come over to our apartment on Friday nights? You and Bessie would sit up till all hours playing poker while I read myself to sleep. That's right. Regular as clockwork every friday night and how about the time the three of us went to the bronx zoo remember i got separated from you and bessie and i had to walk home bessie had my cash that cracked my shit up guys yeah and so (laughs) and so george's like wait a second like only henry would know that uh only henry limpiscuit would know that and he's like uh you you must be henry and but he's kept on being nervous like he was like okay i'll definitely like i'll tell him i'll tell him and when he rode away i'm like is he gonna actually not tell him or whatever nope he becomes a secret weapon 
George kind of rises up the ranks with uh, Henry. There's a couple of demands uh, through time. He says he wants a pension. He wants an, uh, he wants to officially be in the Navy, and he wants a pension to go to Bessie. Mm. So he's kind of providing for Bessie at the same time that kind of they're going through this whole thing. Yeah, we Henry's also, rising through the ranks a lot faster. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Limpet, after he makes those demands, does get promoted to lieutenant. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome because yeah. all of a sudden we get a super patriotic song. We even start seeing like Limpet's face on Mount Rushmore oh, and yeah. all sorts of crazy stuff. It's great. Not his fish face, it's like regular face, right? No, it was, it was a fish face. face. It was the fish face. <laughs> they would put a fish face up there? That's weird. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem to be the correct. And we also get some flash sideways to uh, to Nazi Germany where they're developing a uh, torpedo that's supposed to hone in on his special like... Um, beacon that he does. And did you did you see what they named it? The thing that was emitting the sound? No. It was just called Das Limpet. Yeah, it was. I literally <laughs> went I went back, Kyle, and watched that scene just to make sure I, I read that right. I, I <laughs> did have a question though. Did your did your copy have um subtitles? No. Okay. Okay. I do I didn't know if I was Oh yeah, it was, the whole time the Germans were talking in German, there were no subtitles. Well, it wasn't really German, but Right. It was <laughs> like stuff was. enough where like Oh, you just get the context. Yeah. yeah. No, I just didn't know cuz sometimes that that happens. Uh, so anyways, they, they have a big convoy going out. So the new plan is they're going to do the landing of in Europe. So America's going in and actually would have been landing in Africa. That's where we first landed for World War II. But they're going off towards Europe to do this the initial invasion. And so they have all these boats going out and they're like, okay, we need to not – we need to kind of combat the U-boats. And so your secret weapon, Henry Limpet, is like a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. And so – He's got to lead this convoy. Yeah. But we, he gets, a, gets into a little bit of trouble because he uh, loses his glasses. How do you lose his glasses again? A man array tries oh, to – a man ray knocks his glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you said about it. Um, and so, yeah, so he knocks off his glasses and he's basically blind. And so he tells George to like get Bessie to get his glasses, right? Yeah. Uh, get new glasses for him. And in the meantime, he gets he picks up Krusty to kind of help him out, right? Well, Am I, all right, this? So, I, started yeah. to, I started to fade a little bit. Yeah, like, you should. Come on. Fall asleep a little bit right now. You should not be. So anyway, Krusty... Finds Ladyfish. She swims back and he's like, hey, it's time. Yeah. Henry still loves you. She's like, oh my God, I do declare. Right. And so all of a sudden they start hearing the sonic booms and Limpet shows back up. But now he does need Krusty because Krusty wanted to help before. But Limpet was like, you got to wait here. Look for Ladyfish. That's my one true love. Right. And so now- Little hermit crab eyes are yeah. the eyes of the entire U.S. convoy. Right. And so there's all these, I mean, there are so many U-boats. It's nuts. I think oh, it's yeah. the most we've had on screen at any one time in any movie we've seen I mean, so there were like far. 15 of them or something? They were crazy. <laughs> there were so many submarines around. Yeah. Well, even earlier in the movie, they're like, there's so many U-boats in the ocean, you could walk to Europe on them. Yeah. That was a little bit of exaggeration, probably. Probably, right? No. There wasn't that many U-boats, was there? Was there? Oh, my God. Was there? There were millions. Oh, my God. Anyways, I don't don't know what Stickles' like motive was for saying that on the subway. Like everyone was like staring at him, and then he's just like, "Yeah, you heard what I said." (laughs) (laughs) He's just a braggart. He's a little bit of a braggart. And so uh, they're able to survive. They're able to kind of um, use the the torpedoes against them. So he kind of can go go near a U boat, do his little uh, because the torpedoes work. Yeah, they're honing in on the the noise that Limpet used to use to you know 
designate that there's a U-boat. Yep. So they start chasing him. He's flying all around, but then he realizes, yeah, if I swim directly back at the boat, this will just smack right into yeah. him and blow him up. And so they basically kill themselves with these <laughs> limpet uh, limpets. Yeah, Das Limpets. The Das Limpets are the best weapon that the Allies ever had, mm-hmm. essentially. And so he saves the day. He's like a he's like a hero. Um, he swims over to Coney Island um, to kind of say like, goodbye forever, my love, Bessie. Like, uh, I found my new love, this sexy fish. Look at how sexy she is. I'm super into fish now. Like, don't worry about it. Um, I love fish. I love fucking fish. And then also, can you give me my glasses? And she does. Mm-hmm. So he gets some glasses. And mean, in the meantime, Bessie's also fallen in love with George. So everything seems fine. He's like, well, I'm still into yeah. humans and George is a human. So well, cause there's that. all this talk. She's like, well, are we still married? He's like, well, what would the neighbors think? If I yeah. was just a fish, you can't keep me in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint, I have this other fish underneath me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause he kind of kept her hidden. She com- he completely did, and she kept tugging on his fin. <laughs> yeah, because so Lady funny. Fish was way hotter than Bessie, and she didn't want <laughs> they didn't want her to get embarrassed. It was one of my favorite scenes. Was when the Lady Fish straight up like, what did she say? She's not much to look at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, making fun of her. It's weird too, because the whole thing is set up with Don Knotts being obsessed with fish, and then he falls in love with a fish and is going to spend his life, even though he's got a brain of a human being. Like having sex with this fish and being with this fish. It's like, this is a very strange story of a guy who's into bestiality. <laughs> like, it's just a really str- strange children. 100%. Like, it, guys, yeah. if, 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 honestly, if you were turned into fish, would you, would you fuck fish? <laughs> oh, no. God. Well, you had your human brain. I my human how, how brain. How do fish reproduce? Don't they just swim through like sperm? Just spray sperm everywhere. Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's any like. Uh, doesn't sound as like much fun. Although yeah. it's probably going to be rare to find a human that would want to have sex with me if I was a fish, though. Like really rare. Yeah, I don't want to get too crass on the podcast, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we can bleep Anyways, we can bleep anything out. All right. Well, feel free to bleep this out. It would essentially just be like beaten <laughs> off over <laughs> the the female, you know, sex organ or whatever. Anyways. <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> so he swims off with ladyfish and uh, they obviously have sex. They probably have like a million children because fish have like lots of children. Mm-hmm. And there's basically like human fish hybrid children out there. And so then they, there was, I forgot to, we forgot to mention there was a framing story where they were like, they thought that, that Henry Limpet had come back into like, he had been training porpoises. Yeah, we're at the framing story. Oh, yeah, we're close. So they, they they had to reopen his file because they were worried he was training porpoises to be weapons. Um, and they needed George Stickle, oh, Prickle, to go out there and check him out, check out like if that was true or whatever. So we flash back up to 1964 and George and the, the guy who was the captain, who are now like really high ranking in the Navy, um, have to go out and they go out with the old ad- the admiral as well mm-hmm. and they go out to like talk to uh, see if they could talk to Henry Limpet like oh hey like how you doing we need to ask about the porpoises and they they a- ask if he wants to be back in the navy or a commission in the navy or whatever and then it just kind of ends so like it's like a question mark like whether he, they actually talk to him again and then they <laughs> like right before the credits roll there was this Amazing theme song that goes on. It starts like, Yeah. <laughs> Henry Limpet, your name will live forever. Oh, Mary, oh, 
America awesome. owes everything to you. America owes, owes everything to Henry Limpet, the man who turned into a fish. Like <laughs> the most like, epic thing you could ever say. It just, yeah, it's America crazy. owes everything to you. There really should have been a sequel. There really should have been a sequel where he helped like drop. There is a sequel. It's called Team America. Because uh, <laughs> it would be funny if like every single thing, it's like Norm the invasion of Normandy. Oh no, his role in playing. Oh, it actually wasn't the heroes that were there. It was this one man who yeah. turned into a fish that did everything. It's like, oh, when dropping the A bombs. Like, well, it wasn't. It was actually Henry Limpet. He was turned into a bird and dropped the A bomb. <laughs> we gotta make the sequel to this movie like they do in Lethal Weapon with It's Always Sunny. We gotta make the sequel. <laughs> Henry Limpet movies? <laughs> yes. Like four of them. I would be totally down for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was what we got. It was a crazy movie. It's a really weird movie. <laughs> yes, it is. Very sexy fish. Mm-hmm. Something we haven't seen before. We have. We did say on the last podcast that we missed hearing fish. You know, when they fire a torpedo. Not this fish. No. <laughs> <laughs> Over, overcompensation. Yes. All right, Brom. Oh no! Yes. Yep. Got to start this, it off. Of, of any movie, this is probably the one I want to go last on because <laughs> I can't tell if you guys are like ironically enjoying this movie or seriously enjoying this movie. <laughs> Let's start with Zach. Just be honest with yourself, then. Just be honest with yourself, Rob. I'll I'll go. This movie. <laughs> This this movie d- drove me to the bottle, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good thing, though, right, Ben? <laughs> this uh, the Incredible Mister Limpet. Okay, it had um, it's, it's rant time. There was no theme, no message to this movie. I got in the, uh, halfway through this movie, like, oh, you see how this is shaping up? He's turned into a fish. It's going to be a be careful what you wish for situation where he's going to realize, you know. Just because you want to be a fish, you can't be a fish. You got obligations. You got a wife that you got to care for, all this. He's going to come back. He's going to realize how much he misses Bessie. And he's going to come back. And and he learned his lesson. And now he's going to be a better husband than he ever could have been because he's he's been through this trial and tribulation that no one else will ever experience. He's been turned into a fish through some <laughs> bizarre magical process. I was dead wrong. <laughs> You get to the end of the movie, this guy still wants to be a fish, and as we alluded to, like, everything that goes with it, this is a dark, this is a really dark movie, and in some ways, like, he, like we alluded to, this bestiality, this guy is in love with fish, with a human brain. fuck fish. Just grinding up on this beautiful lady fish. Getting his fish stick all up in that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you love it, right, Ben? <laughs> This is why I do not love this movie. <laughs> I, I, uh, everybody I mentioned this to, I, I know, I know a, a couple Don Knotts fans, so I, I asked what their opinion was on this. And everyone always like goes to like, you, you know, even if you don't enjoy it, you know, you got to appreciate this was, you know, what they, this was a triumph in animation and all this stuff. I'm like, okay. So then I look it up. Well, this was made in 1964, just as like a point of reference. Pinocchio came out in 1940. This is 25 years. <laughs> After Pinocchio, yeah, this is not a this is not an achievement in animation. I don't think. I mean, I think I think it was done, I think it was done by some famous animators and stuff like that. But I don't think it's something where like people were like, oh, and then everything turned really when the Incredible Mister Limpet happened. Then 
then animation really took off. It's like, yeah. no, that didn't Yeah, no, and I mean, if you look at something like Pinocchio, which was 1940, and, and Bambi, which I think was 42, I think, those were movies that had very complex messages and, and uh, you know, underpinnings that people still, like, you know, write – uh, thesis and, and dissertations on to this day about like the the messages about the, uh, that are within those movies like there is a lot of complex subject matter in, in those movies that were directed at kids and then you get to the incredible Mr. Limpet that has no theme or no message <laughs> and it really felt like it was like you could tell this was a contractual movie that they had they had Don Knotts and they they needed to make a movie they had animators ready like what are we going to do and to reference you know Matt Stone and Trey Parker again. Uh, they they always like uh, make fun of um, Family Guy for what they call manatee jokes. There was a episode about how manatees would pick the plot to Family Guy by swimming through a tank, and they would move balls. You know these these floating balls from one side of the pool to the other, and the balls had different words on them, and they would pull out three balls, and the three words would would make the plot of a of a movie. And this felt like a manatee joke movie where they're like, we got Don Knotts, we got we got uh, Nazis, and we got uh, fish. <laughs> fish. <laughs> There's a movie here man, somewhere. Man turned into fish. Oh man, how are we gonna do this one? <laughs> I I I would rather watch Stinger again than this. Really? What's the score? We got to get the score. Just because Don Knotts is in it, I got to give him an edge over Stinger. I'm going to give this a one. Wow. 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 All right. I'm going to say, I'm not going to go that low, but I'm going to jump in here because I cannot agree more with Brom. (laughs) This movie (laughs) didn't, was meaningless. Like literally like, it's like a man turns into a fish. Okay, guys, how do we write this? Okay. So there's a man. And then he turns into a fish. Genius, we got it. He's like, there's nothing more to it. He's just like, he's sitting on a dock. He falls in the ocean. He turns into a fish. What happens next? Uh, he befriends a crab. Sure, he falls in love with a fish. Mm, that's a little strange. Like, nope, we're going for it. We literally had no other ideas on the board, so we're doing it. And somebody says that as they're like stroking the face of their fish tank. He's like, oh, maybe he has sex with a fish. He's like, <laughs> what? Uh, okay, we'll put down. Falls in love with a fish. Anyways, uh, that was weird. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was like a meaningless, like kind of weirdly garbage film. And also for a point of reference, because I I looked it up when you were talking about like the different animation. <clears throat> Same year as uh, Mary, Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. another film that takes live action mixed with some uh, animation. And I would say uh, Mary Poppins was slightly more successful exactly. than Mr. <laughs> Olympic, uh in that sense of, <clears throat> of what was going on. So uh, <laughs> I did not love this movie. I thought it was uh, fairly boring <laughs> other than the parts where I thought maybe he would have sex with the other fish. <laughs> And I really so like, you wanted it. perked up. I was like, no, I just, it's a kid's movie. So I just was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was waiting for them to imply it. Like a, a heart-shaped thing like zooms away. And there's like a little like shwink as like the, the nightshade is pulled down or something. Yeah. And I'd be like, holy shit. They're having sex in their fish. This movie's about fish having sex with each other. But it never really happened. It was always just implied or he backed out at the last moment or whatever. If if those fish had had sex, I would have given this a six. Instead, I'm giving it a four. <laughs> giving this a four? Four. Zach, I know Dude, you have differing opinions on this. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. This is quite possibly the most excited I've been about a movie yet. Um <laughs> 
And the thing is, is that I agree 100% with Ben and Jamie, but the difference is, is in the score. <laughs> I will straight up give this movie a nine and a half. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I, <laughs> you screwed up all the scores. I've got the score Google Sheet pulled up right now of all the movies. <clears throat> Crimson Tide got a 0.5. Let's put that in context. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But this movie <laughs> so was- Tide, 0.5, Incredible Mr. Olympic 9.5. <laughs> the fact that this movie had no message, you didn't learn anything except the guy was just into fish. He even said, I guess Mother Nature must have messed up and then they corrected it. Like, <laughs> he's straight up into fish. He's a freak. <laughs> he's a freak. <laughs> and like, that purple fish was such a slot. Like, she was like, she said things like, Oh, I'll make you forget about her. And like, oh my God. Like, I watched this as a kid and I never picked up on any of that. So I can't, I actually was thinking one of the funniest things to do would be if you have a kid to be like, oh, hey, like, I have this movie <laughs> and get them right at the right age, like five years old or something like that, where they're like, bipping and bopping to the songs there's a funny like animated fish where they're like i love that movie let's watch it again and i'd be like of course and then we watch it like a million times until they're like whatever years old seven years old and they stop watching it and years later they'd be like wait what was that movie like i used to watch all the time like it was about like an animated fish and i'd be like i don't know what you're talking about like what what movie what are you talking about eventually they'd be like incredible mr Libet, oh my god and then they'd watch and it. And they watch it and have that same reaction. Where yeah, it'd be they'd like, be like, what holy the shit, fuck? what is this about? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's why I loved it. It was funny to me. It was ridiculous. And I agree with you guys. I just give it a higher score. <laughs> <laughs> a much higher score. <laughs> <laughs> like almost a perfect score. Like I literally I look at my the movies that I've watched that I've been on the podcast for, and unfortunately I wasn't here for the first episode Phantom, but I had everything ready for Phantom. And mm. I think Phantom's the only one I would have given a higher score than this movie. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I don't can't worry. wait until you watch Das Boot and give it a lower score. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Zach, Zach fast forwards through just about every movie we've watched this far, and we finally find a movie that captivates him, and it's the incredible Mr. Olympic. <laughs> I did not fast forward. I started... I started at 1.5 times and I dropped it to one because I was enjoying it uh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a straight oh, three minutes with no dialogue in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, and there's uh, the, the time when he's like swimming around with that the, with the fish is like a really long time. It That's why I was texting, I was texting so you guys being like <laughs> – He's about to bone this fish. And then like five minutes later, when they finally finished singing a song about how he's going to bone the fish, he backs out of boning the fish. I was like, oh, he just backed out. <laughs> and I was like, hilarious. That, the Pentagon scene, the very first scene is so long. I was watching that. And I remember thinking like, oh, Zach's gone. It's done. Yeah, that was a full five minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Zach, yep. Zach's turned this movie off at this point. <laughs> and here I I'm am. I'm dead wrong. Giving it a nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Even slowed it down to watch usual speed. Cracking me up. Oh, God. I'm like, what What will Zach tell us about the poster on this one? <laughs> the poster on IMDb is ridiculous. But <laughs> All right, let me jump in here. Uh, I agree with all of you guys. I think it's absolutely insane. I'm not going to go nearly as low as uh, you two, Jamie <laughs> oh, wow. and Rob. I, while there's certain things that I want, I, I wanted more subs, but – 
Yeah. Everybody can rally behind sinking U-boats. We got uh, it. Mean, yeah, it, it was weird because we got a couple scenes where they jumped into the submarine for like a second. Yeah. Where German people, and then quickly like the German guy like took out his dick, but then he was like, it's a ch- Dasun children's kinders film, is what he said. And then he like put it back in. Yeah. And he realized. Like, ah. Yeah. He's like, oh, he wanted to be accurate, but he didn't want to be that accurate. Yeah. yeah. I, I also, I love Don Knotts. His voice uh, to me is so funny. I do love- his antics. So I wish we had, do I even wish we had more real time with him? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he's so funny, but like the concept of this movie, like you guys said, is insane. It's just so out there. It's ridiculous. It's awesome that it's a kid's movie and there's all this weird fish coitus about to go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a huge part of this movie. It is. Given how much we've talked about it, you'd be like, oh, they're really focusing in on this minute detail in no. the film. Oh, it's not minute. <laughs> it's like 25 minutes. A big part is him like falling in love with this fish and wanting to yeah. find that fish. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and... <sighs> what do I give this thing? Come on, Kyle. We went with a six. Nice. We really spread it right Point out. Point two five. <laughs> we spread it like like a some peanut butter and bread, just like all over the place. Yeah, easily Perfect. the most diverse film in terms of score. Easily, <laughs> I would have loved to have heard the Mustard Man score. On I know. This. I miss him. I wish he was on some of these because I feel like I have. I'm the closest to him in terms of, I, in terms of like what the uh, scores we do. Uh, and so I've been cu- curious in some of these where there's been some more disparate results, whether we landed in the same spot. Like we have in the past a little bit. I mean, I even know some of the jokes were overused, like the whole stickle pickle thing. Stickle? Hilarious. (laughs) I was just like, this is so stupid. And I love it. Like, what is it with Don Knotts? I don't know. What is it with that guy? So suddenly you become obsessed with it. You become focused on like stickle pickle. Yeah. You make like a company, Stickles Pickles. Yeah. And then you launch and become the Pickle King. Pickles. (laughs) Pickle King of Minnesota. That'd be great. Yeah. All right, you got some trivia for oh, us? Oh, I've got trivia. Don't you worry about it. There actually was a bunch of trivia for this guy. It's fairly famous because Don Knotts, this was one of the few films that Don Knotts really like started. He had that five-picture deal. So mm-hmm. there's there's some a lot of stuff known to it. It's definitely a notable film for Wikipedia to have a Wikipedia thing. And that'll I'll get to my update on my yeah, Wikipedia we need to know later. So the trivia for this film. Film had its premiere on January 20th, 1964 at the Wiki Underwater Theater in Spring Hill, Florida. It claims it was the world's first underwater movie premiere. Uh, although I've been, I've seen in a couple places that that was false, that similar spots in Florida had done underwater premieres before, including one where the reporters actually had to don scuba suits and watch the film on an underwater screen. How could you hear it? I don't know. Like Maybe a, drive, a, like a drive-thru? No, like a drive-thru film probably. Something similar Come to Come on, drive-in? Drive-in, sorry. Well, you can They're listen driving. on a radio there. That's what I mean. They probably had like little things you clipped in. And they're scuba suits. I don't know, Kyle. I didn't do that <laughs> depth of research, okay? Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I am interested for when we do our <laughs> underwater movies. When we do our underwater drive-in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the scene where the German U-boat Wolfpack was set in a line, or was set in a line, was originally an animation scene in the movie Action in the North Atlantic, 1943. That movie that everyone knows, obviously. Mm-hmm. So with a gripping title, Action in the North Atlantic, 1943. I do like it. Yeah. Uh, usually, I highlight which submarines are in the film, like which ones played the submarines. Uh, this wasn't a case; it was clearly all models for the submarines and mm-hmm. then sets. So there were some naval ships, whatever. Ugh. <laughs> but I'll, I'll talk about it. 
The USS Alfred A. Cunningham was a naval ship featured in the film. Another ship that was used was the USS Galveston. It was referred to as USS Los Angeles in the film. Uh, so, and it was de- decommissioned. The film, the, the ship that was used was decommissioned in 1963. In the beginning, we see a ship going down a launch. Uh, that is stock footage of the SS Fred Morris going down the slipway uh, in New Jersey in mm. 1940. Really? Yep. Uh, and the ship was actually later acquired by the U.S. Navy, and it was commissioned as the USS Otis. Okay, so this is interesting, too. Five of Don Knotts' roles were immortalized at his grave with a bronze plaque. So this is a, a few roles that maybe Zach would be interested in, in furthering his education on Don Knotts, since he loved this one so much, 9.5. Maybe the other ones will also be 9.5 movies for him. Maybe even higher. <laughs> maybe higher. Maybe. <laughs> so Deputy Barney Fife was obviously on there. That was his uh, Andy Griffith show. Um, one, he won a whole bunch of Emmys awards for it. He won, uh, I think, five Emmy awards. He's the most uh, supporting actor Emmys, Emmy awards in history. <clears throat> I think tied. But also on there was Luther Heggs from The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Oh, yeah. The Denver Kid from Hot Lead Cold Feet. Roy Fleming from The Reluctant Astronaut, which sounds pretty good. Uh, and of course, Henry Limpet from The Incredible Mr. Limpet. So Mr. Limpet, Incredible Mr. Limpet is on his plaque at his grave. Is it the fish or is it his it's face? It's the human being. Oh, lame. God, it is, I wish it it like is the, a mistake. Uh, um, Mount Rushmore, like from the movie. Yeah. Yes. It should have been. So what we're saying is road trip to his grave so we could change it. We're just going to, we'll <laughs> yeah. take a night. We'll just change it. Uh, so Brom, you said you, you did some work on like a naval ship and making a sign, right? I did, yeah. So can you can we take that grave and change it so it's the fish, Mr. Olympic? Uh Absolutely. There we go. Let's do it. <laughs> so um, listen, listeners, when you hear of someone getting arrested for vandalizing Don Knott's grave, you know who it is. You want, uh, uh, you want a satin, silver, aluminum, or a brass, bronze? What do you think? It's got to be bronze. We got to match. We can't okay. just change it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. We could. It'd be funny. So the, an interesting thing is that since 1996, there's been multiple rumors of this film being remade. 96. For release. Yeah. Over 20 years. Yep. So in 1996, Steve Rudnick and Leo uh, Benvenuti were hired as writers for a remake of Mr. Limpet. By 1997, Jim Carrey had entered negotiations to star in the title role <sighs> and was confirmed in February 1998 when Steve Odenkirk hire, was hired as a writer and director. Knotts was aware of the plans and even wrote in his autobiography about how the movie was getting remade. Wait, isn't Odenkirk, Zach, is that the guy who did Kung Pao? It is. Oh, oh my. That's that awesome. Movie. It's like a pound of nuts. <laughs> that's so, a lot of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> roughly 10 million was spent on animation tests to digitally map Carrie's motion captured human face onto a fish body. How much? Ten million dollars. Oh, but apparently shit. it was bad, and that's that's unsighted. I actually couldn't find anything to confirm this online. But apparently that was abandoned because it didn't look very good. You imagine? Hey, we just spent ten million dollars. It sucked. I, Sorry, I would have loved to have seen that. I picture like it being like the early stages, of like when you see Nicolas Cage as Superman, like that right, kind yeah, of yeah. shit. Yes. <laughs> so in 1999, Odenkirk left the project, and then Carrie followed suit a few months later. In April 2000, Warner Bros. hired Mike Judge, the creator of Beavis and Butthead, as a director and co-writer with either Robin Williams, Chris Rock, Mike Myers, or Adam Sandler in consideration for the lead role. Filming was set er for early 2001, but never happened. In 2009, the the director of Enchanted was attached to direct, and Zach Galifianakis was reported to be in talks (laughs) for the lead role. 
And then in in 2011, Richard Linklater, I think Oscar nominator, maybe mm-hmm. winning, I can't remember, uh, entered entered negotiations to helm the project, and was actually announced in 2014. And then Femke Rolting and T- Tommy Pallotta began work on the animation. And so then, as part of that with Linklater, John Hamm, Danny McBride, Sarah Silverman, Kevin Hart, Josh Gad, Keegan-Michael Key, and Jordan Peele were in talks for various roles in the film. Oh. But then in August 4th, 2014, Linklater left the project to start his next film, which ended up being Everybody Wants Some. So, it's been <laughs> that's a long time of a lot of different rumors. Yes. What do we think as different people for the main characters? So these are all people who were considered for main character of the film, do, who do you think would have been the best? That was a lot of big comedic names. So Robin <laughs> Williams, Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, Adam Sandler, or our boy, Zach Galifianakis. Who? I'd go Robin Williams on it. <sighs> I mean, now we can't. Well, Rest we can't now. I don't. Zach Galifianakis, I think, would be too odd. For now, it. now it's got to be Zach though, because the rest of the people are are kind of it's out of de- the game. All yeah, bit. it's definitely not Adam anymore. So that's what we'll have to do in the time of. So at the time of, in their prime, I'd say Jim Carrey. I would have also said Jim Carrey. I think it, it makes the most prime sense for nineties Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. Not and that's Adam when he would have been in it. Adam yeah. Sandler at this time would have been. Oh God. no, this is like Billy Madison type stuff. He wouldn't have been good at this well adam sandler when he was attacked when adam sandler was in consideration it would have been 2000 so yeah like he still would have been yeah i was gonna say it's it's kind of like in between his oh yeah his yeah. big heyday ones 90s definitely jim carrey i agree with i that. think that's right yeah hmm. i think mike myers could have done something interesting with it yeah i think he'd maybe be my second Maybe Robin Williams. Oh, I forgot one though. What about Ed Harris? Oh, oh. <laughs> yes. Especially yes. the motion capture where it's a fish just has like Ed Harris's face on yeah. it. And <laughs> they'd have to do, it'd be really interesting when, how they tried to do the motion capture on his abs. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ed Harris would actually bring me closure to this film if he was <laughs> Stickle and oh, wow. uh, I like Bessie, that. Bessie basically left the Don Knotts, the Mr. Limpet character for Ed Harris. That would make sense to me. I'm like, well, fuck it. I might as well be a fish. <laughs> I think I actually, yeah. I 100% agree with that too. All right. <clears throat> okay. So I got two more things and I'm totally going to wrap up. Don't worry, guys. Phantom Zone. So let's get into it. Yes. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So, Charles Meredith played Fleet Admirable in the film. He also was featured in Submarine Command as Admiral Tobias, and I was a little worried. I thought maybe he was going to take a demotion. No, also an admiral in that film. Perfect. Arthur Franz was Lieutenant Arnie Carlson in that film, and Lieutenant Commander Don Landon in the Ronald Reagan film Hellcats of the Navy. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, President Ronald Reagan could not have possibly been in two submarine films. You're right. He wasn't. So I'm not going to use that. I'm going to use another one that Arthur Franz was in called the Atomic Submarine. And he's features Lieutenant Commander Richard Reef Holloway. And that's a patented Phantom Zone psych out. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I stole it from you, Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a sub double play. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, Brett Halsey is dark, uh, Dr. Carl Nielsen Jr. in the Atomic Submarine and is also Lieutenant David Shore in Submarine Seahawk. 
Finally, we get to one we've seen before with Paul Maxwell, who played Lieutenant, Lieutenant Commander Bill Hollahan, XO, in Submarine Seahawk, but he was also featured in Madam Sin as Connors. And we've used that film before in a very tenuous way, using uh, accused murderer Robert Wagner uh, in Goldmember, uh, and then going through Gwyneth Paltrow to like uh, the Sky Captain, World of Tomorrow. And, but you know what? I decided this time I no longer support murder. I know it's a controversial position to take. Mm-hmm. I don't support murder. I'm sorry, guys. I think that might be the second time that's been mentioned on this podcast. What, not that we don't murder? support murder. We don't support it. I know it's political correctness run amok, but I do not support murder. Uh, and we've grown and le- learned over the years. So instead, I'm going to go through Bert Kwok, who played Scarred Operator in Madam Sin. That was his <laughs> That was title. his title. Scarred Operator. Uh, to You Only Live Twice, which is a true, true classic at stars Tara Shimada, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because we've used that one a million times. Wow. So I've learned. I've grown. Yeah. In, I've learned to live in love again through Phantom Zone. Live and like learn. But. And then one last thing, a little update for the listeners about my wiki adventures. Um, last week I said that I had created a wiki page uh, for Steel Sharks because it deserves it. It is a notable film. Uh, I was informed that my wiki page had been rejected because ah. Steel Sharks was not considered notable enough to be a Wikipedia page, which is false and slanderous. To Steel Sharks, a notable picture in a notable actor's filmography known as Gary Busey. Come on. Like, what are we talking about? Right. Anyways, I did a whole bunch of research. I found some books that include references to it, including, um, I think it was Real Bad Arabs is is the name of one of them. Real (laughs) being R-E-E. It's a pun. R-E-E-L. Real Bad Arabs about um, how Arabs are portrayed in cinema. And one of the entries is on Steel Sharks. So fuck you, Wikipedia, because I'm going to put that reference in there. And then you're going to, how about you tell me that it's not notable when books are talking about it? Books with pages that I have to read with my eyes. How about that one? Boom. Oh, Wikipedia rant right there. Yeah. I want to thank deal. our sponsor, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> so next week you'll get an update as I'm going to do those updates and see if I get rejected again. All right. <laughs> Keep us. That's crazy. In the loop on the Wikipedia quest. Oh, I will. It's time. It's it's sub 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 world world wide 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 wide. Boop. Can you do that again real quick? Boop. Hmm. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And it was like the exact same. Uh, it was close. Um, so today I went with this class of submarine because it also is recently popped up in the news. Mm. I thought, oh, why the heck don't we go ahead and talk about this? So India, you know, that country over there. Sure. Subcontinent. Yeah. It's a subcontinent. Yeah. I've heard sorry. of it. A lot of people have. They have a class called the... Arihant class, and I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but in English, it translates to vanquisher of enemies. What? Which I also, I saw another translation which just said slayer of enemies. I'm like, these are pretty awesome. (laughs) So. I literally have a boner right now. Yeah. That, why can't we have better class names like that? Balao class? And then the the UK's got their dreadnought class. class. Dreadnought, yeah. Yeah. They're pretty slick. So anyway- I recently have picked up a book, and I've been learning about these submarines. It's an H.I. Sutton book that you can identify. Yes, Sutton. Yeah, really good stuff. You No, he knows who I'm talking about. He pointed me in his direction oh, wow. a really long time ago. Oh, yeah. So, so this is an SSBN, or as the U.S. submariners refer to them, as a boomer. 
So basically what these things are is they are the large submarines that we use as nuclear deterrents. So that Triumphant class I talked about from France, France, uh, that's one of them. So basically if somebody launches a nuke at your country, you've got a submarine somewhere with a nuke that you're going to launch at their country. So it just keeps everybody in check. So this is the first ballistic missile sub built by someone other than the permanent members of the UN Security Council. Hmm. Kind of interesting. The specs on this thing, it's 367 feet long, which is shorter than the usual boomers. Yeah, that's pretty small. Mm-hmm. The um, speed, while it's surfaced, which this doesn't seem, this Accurate. seems like, yeah, when I look at the, when I tell you the horsepower, you're going to be like, wait, what? So, well, it's surfaced, it can go 12 knots, submerged 24 knots, go down to a depth of 980 feet, hmm. but the... Nuclear reactor, the water reactor, can generate, and I verified this because I thought that number looks insane, 111,000 horsepower. You think it could go a little faster? Maybe. I don't know. That's a lot of horses to tie up to a submarine so and run it on, on land. Yeah. I guess they can only go so fast. And how many ropes do you have for the horses? Oh, it's probably weighing them down. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> anyway... On them, they can have, and this this was in the news and today, so Wikipedia updated this very fast. Wait, what? Yep. Wikipedia did what? Yeah. <laughs> so they can hold 12 K-15 SLBM missiles, which have a 405 to 1,026 mile range, and they can hold one nuclear warhead on them, or they can hold four K-4 SLBM missiles with a 2,200 mile range. They hold 95 people. These subs are very similar to the Russia Akula class. And so to prep themselves for using these subs, India actually rented some uh, an Akula class sub from Russia and trained on that. The first one of these was built in 2009, and it underwent a lot of trials and was finally ready for the sea, commissioned in 2016. So that's a lot of years of testing. And the second boat should be commissioned sometime later this year or in 2019. And the newer ones can hold even more missiles than these other ones. Hmm. And that's about it. Well, there we go. Okay. Now we'll be ready for war against India. We will. We know all the information. Me and you I'm talking about, not the U.S. No, we don't we'll, need We'll it. be ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two. Verse a billion. Sounds like a movie. All rights reserved. Let's keep going. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That game, okay. Yeah. Moving on. So, do you guys have any sub news? I have some here. I don't know. Because Mustard Man's out. Yeah. I got nothing. All right. So, like I just said there with the the missiles that being in the news, India has equipped the latest nuclear-powered submarine with the K-15, which is a... Longer range, uh, you know, smaller nuclear warhead with a 435-mile capacity. And basically, the defense minister, with a name that I can't even come close to trying to pronounce, said that this is a great step forward because it's going to allow them to produce, you know, more advanced missiles in the future. Cool. So there's that. And then also... The keel was laid down for the USS Montana. Nice. It will be. It's going to be 800? It's going to be 800. 800 what? Is it going to be SSN 800? Oh, I don't know. 
What? You don't know? No, I don't know that. But it's going to be the most advanced Virginia-class sub we have. Should be completed, launched by 2020. Woo! That's going to be a big-time celebration. What, what episode will we be up to by then? Like 28. <laughs> <laughs> Hiatus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian, what do you got for us? All right. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. Well, everyone's favorite podcast they never knew they needed has got 20 episodes in the book. So I am am wanting to share, uh, as I did a couple weeks ago, I gave everyone an update on what our top five movies were at that point. Uh, ratings wise, want to give everybody an update. Twenty episodes in, what our bottom five movies are. All right, so not this one because of Zach. <laughs> I skew the results. Uh, this one, uh, <laughs> this one's firmly out of the cellar. It's actually going to be like right in the middle. But in the bottom five, number five, five from the bottom, we got below. This wow. was. Uh, uh, one we just reviewed a couple weeks back. Uh, pretty mixed reviews on that one, with me being uh, the top top end of the spectrum, and I yeah, think we Alex really made fun of you about that. <laughs> yeah, that that uh, that started the whole uh, sort of World War Brom discussion with uh, sticking me in a torpedo tube because I liked that movie too much. But <laughs> sticking to it, sticking to it. I had I gave it a six point seven five. Uh, next highest was Kyle with a three point five. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I lied. Jamie gave it a four, and yeah, then say, Kyle three point five. Definitely gave it a four. Zach gave it a two, and Alex gave it. <laughs> he was determined to give it a a tick above Agent Red, which he gave a point six nine. So he gave below a point seven for a grand total uh, average of three point three nine. I don't even wow. remember this movie. <laughs> don't you remember all the uh, Zach Galifianakis? It's Macbeth. Oh, it's a horror film. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, and all the uh, the most popular baby name that year was Below because of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a Zach back. Good remember. <laughs> that's why. Memory. Yeah, and that's why they named uh, that Johnny Depp film Below. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that go. sounds like a good film. We also call ours Below. Yeah. <laughs> and then they released it. They were like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Fourth worst. Uh, twenty episodes in the book. This was our twentieth episode. Steel Sharks. Gary Busey. Billy D. Williams. Billy Warlock. Billy D. Williams was in that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did That's not awesome. have to stand for the entire filming, basically. <laughs> They're like, sit here and say some lines. He's like, good. <laughs> My kind of movie. <laughs> Probably filmed it in like two hours so in eight scenes. He kept on turning to people being like, this reminds me of when I was in the Millennium Falcon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe they got him for that. <laughs> Kyle, you gave this a three. Jamie gave it a three and a half. I gave it a three, and our guest host, Patrick, of BadMovieTwins.com, gave it a three. That's BadMovieTwins.com. Ooh. I was I was thinking about that today, that movie, because the episode just launched, and of I was course. like, did I go a little low on it? I don't know. The acting was just not there. I was in between a three and a four, so yeah, the, the quality wasn't there, but I thought yeah. it actually wasn't, it wasn't nearly, it was as, it was as competently made as something that bad can be kind of that's true yeah. yeah it was a it was a lifetime movie if they tried their hand at a corny action movie great <laughs> <laughs> all right 
Average score of 3.13. Third worst, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Oh, I fucking hated that film. Episode 10. Yeah, I, I go back to it a lot, trying to remember what I gave it, because a lot of my movie scores are based on, okay, well, I didn't enjoy this movie. Uh, was it as bad as Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea? Mm-hmm. And then I go from there. Score-wise, it was given a two and a half by Kyle, a three by Jamie, a yeah, two from Alex. Uh, where are we at here? Three from Zach and a three from myself for a total average there of 2.7. Yeah, that movie sucked. That movie was bad. (laughs) (laughs) Second from the bottom, Agent Red. Obviously. Yep. That's the one I missed. It's not competently made. It's great. I almost want to watch it again. (laughs) You said it was an amalgam of like a bunch of different like clips and movies, right? It's just, yeah, it was basically reconstructed from footage that was unusable. So they were like, I don't know what to do about this. So they just cobbled it together. Somehow legal. Uh, that movie came together to become a one from Kyle, a one from Jamie, and a point sixty nine from Alex for a Ooh. average of point nine. I never thought I'd see something worse than it, and yet, and yet, what's number did. one? But before we do it, a quick honorable mention is Operation Petticoat. Ah. Operation Petticoat missed the list, uh, but by quite a quite a big margin. Actually, it got a four point nine four average it's score. Of me. Yeah, you kept it out. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. You're you're welcome, Cary Grant's family. I have a question, Ben. Um, yeah. Where are you getting your – Where where's your data? Where are those results coming from? Because the sheet that Kyle has shared with me does not have the same math. I've been uh, keeping track in an Excel spreadsheet. Okay, so who do, do we trust? Do you have trust? different numbers from reviews from people, or are you <laughs> yeah. just going by like IMDb re- reviews? I'm going from our reviews. I thought that's what that was. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, like Kyle, like for example, on the spreadsheet that's shared with me, Kyle has Stinger with a point zero four. <laughs> right, yes. right, but we haven't gotten you to just number spoiled one yet. it. Oh shit! Did I just? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> cut that. Cut all of it. <laughs> Yeah, just cut that old part. That's uh, all right. You probably added more drama to it because we all know at the very bottom of our list is Stinger. As Kyle gave it an eighth of an inch, Jamie gave it a zero. A I zero. gave it a I zero. I did not eat any of that. You have to eat some of it, man. What's funny is I, it's just impossible. We'll never see a movie that's worse than it. But if there was one that I watched where I was like, I'd rather watch Stinger, I'm not sure what I would do. <laughs> probably just kill myself. <laughs> That that concludes the countdown. Stinger with a point zero four four one hundredths of a point. Woo! Sorry, Ben. I was getting that mixed up with Agent Red scores. <laughs> it's all right, man. All good. How about some of those sweet, succulent Zach facts? Are we ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, let, let, let's get the drum roll going, guys. <laughs> Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts, when you're going down. Fact, 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 fact. All right, here we go. Do, 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 Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts, when you're going down. Get some Zach Facts, when you're going down. Zach Facts. The Incredible Mr. Limpet, 1964. Fact, number one. Despite what many think, none of the film was animated. fact <laughs> all right 
Well, they did say that's a fish that they'd never even seen before. So how do we know what we're looking at? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, we don't know. Could be a fish that just looks like it's a cartoon. Yeah. The the cell-shaded pixel fish. Cell-shaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fact number two. After its release, the Navy began their own secret operation to use fish to locate submarines. And they called it Operation Fish Find Submarine and Ocean. But they were unsuccessful. <laughs> Jamie almost put his head down on the desk when you, <laughs> <laughs> you started. I was like, I knew where this is going. Yeah. Dude, you can't tell me somebody out there hasn't tried something like that. I would have called like, it. Give me this dolphin trainer. Let's yeah. figure this out. I would have called it Operation Operation Limp Biscuit, and that's where that band got its name. <laughs> that would have been a great fact. fact. That was uh, the inspiration for their Chocolate Starfish album. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh look at you all over it. Yeah, you got the name good. at the tip of your tongue. It's like you're listening to it right now. Fred Fred Purst, Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another fact for all you fact fiends. The director wanted the movie to feel authentic. Therefore, he used real World War II Nazis. <laughs> wow. Perfect yeah. for a children's film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was appropriate. They were later tried, probably, but... Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they be... all got them in the same room together. <laughs> they would have to. Probably yeah. the same ones from uh, Submarine X1. <laughs> yeah, they're like, here, if you do these American films, we will uh, lessen the sentence a little bit. <laughs> Psych! Here's a fact that Pete is not going to like. During filming, the backup janitor accidentally put salt water in the goldfish tank and killed them all. <sighs> the backup janitor. They had to, they had to write in that yeah. the wife wanted to get rid of them. Yeah. It's right. like, oh, they're all dead and we got to get rid of them. It's like, write it in. It's a major <laughs> part of the rest of this film. In fact, we have none of the script left. It was all about him in this fish tank aquarium. <laughs> we got two more facts, everybody. Two more facts. Limpet was the number one pet goldfish name in 1964. However, it dropped to second in 1965 to Thunderball. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's actually a pretty good goldfish name. Yeah, it's Thunderball. That's not bad. <laughs> I would call my I would call my goldfish Thunderball. Yes, I come check my fish out. You name it. Yes, it's Thunderball. Thunderball. It's Thunderball. I'm a big James Bond fan. <laughs> uh, all right. The last fact. Uh, the, incredible, the incredible Mr. Limpet is the second highest grossing World War II Nazi submarine fish animated film of all time. The first film is Chad the Cartoon Fish Saves the Day and Ends World War II by Eating Nazi Submarines with Friends. There you wow. go. <laughs> I missed that one. Hopefully we don't have to watch it. No, we will. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> a fish named Chad. Right? You'd be a dick. <laughs> Thank you for that, Zach. That was riveting. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Enjoy it. Hashtag Zach Facts. Hashtag Zach Facts for life. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating.
There's nothing like realizing your importance to the world to make a man out of you, even if that man is a fish.